0: Welcome to the Following Jesus Together podcast. I'm Justin Elifros. And in this episode, we'll be focusing on a few different opportunities that we have for home groups to do together at TVC. And I'm joined by Mark Ridhaller and Reagan Heflin. Say hi, guys. Hey,
1: glad to be here. Thanks for having me. We're so glad to
0: have you, Reagan. Uh, Reagan's been at TVC for about five years as a mobilizer with our sending department. Uh, In my just knowing Reagan a little bit, I mean, she is passionate. Uh, She's godly. She walks with God in a deep space. We share the dark night of the soul uh, throughout our just discipleship with Jesus um, and super gifted. And so it's been a joy just to know you these past five years, and we're excited to have you on the podcast. Anything else that you'd want to share about your journey at TVC?
1: Mm, Nothing in particular. That sums it up pretty well. Lots of, we do share the dark night of the soul, so that's fun to to know and to say. And it's been mobilization at the Village Church has been a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we love you guys in the sending department, and then we feel like there's so much synergy in what you guys do Mm -hmm. and what we do. I feel like in a lot of ways we're two sides of the same coin working together, and so we love you all and, and everything that you guys do to help us as a whole church think about our local community, neighborhoods to nations, and uh, we love working with y'all. So we're excited that you're on the podcast with us. Uh, Mark, kind of like just give us a little bit of a primer. You know, we talk about home groups being about community and mission. Let's just remind our listeners about that a little bit before we hop in.
2: Yeah, so I think that uh, you've said this in past episodes where, you know, we, we want our home groups to, to catch a vision for, you know, if you only do community and you only do discipleship, then then you just can become a stagnant dead pool. Um, however, if you if you only focus on missions, sometimes that can also crush your group in a completely different way. And so, like you were just saying, of, of a coin with, with two sides, we hope that our home groups embody um, that vision for both community and mission. And another thing that we talk about within our ministry is the idea of home base. because... Because we have so many other gifted people and departments and ministries and things going on at TVC. And so, our hope is that our home groups can exist as a core group of fellowship and community that can go into other spaces and benefit from learning from our people in the sending department or learning from people in other departments and other ministries. And so, as you exist as a group, why, why we wanted to bring uh, Reagan on is talk about hey, what are some opportunities that you guys as a group can go do together, especially if you want to grow in mission as. Yeah, and you know, as we think about, there's two primary things
0: that we're going to talk about today. Mission of God class and outreach training. And there's other things that you guys do in the sending department, but that's kind of the big, wide open net that anybody can be a part of and learn about the mission of God and then how to share their faith within outreach training. So we wanted to have you on to let those things breathe a little bit so that if a home group leader is listening to this and they're thinking about, man, I really wish our group did X, or I really wish that our group is a little bit more missional. How do, how do I help them do that? I think partnering with you guys in the sending department through those two opportunities is really the best way. And so with that said, we just wanna let mission of God breathe a little bit. so we're gonna talk about that one first. And so Reagan Heflin, what is mission of God?
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for asking. And just to say, we love partnering with you guys as well and think that it is a beautiful expression of the church of us getting to do it together. And it's been a lot of fun. So we appreciate that. Mission of God is a class that we have here at TVC. It's my favorite class,
0: (laughs) if I can say. (laughs) And to pause, every single person that I talk to that goes through Mission of God is like, my whole life has changed. Like, mm-hmm. they have now—it's almost like the scales have fallen off, and they're able to see things that they never were able to see before. So just to underline what you just said, I think that's the fruit that's happening on the ground, too.
1: Well, praise God. Yeah. That's how it was for me. I didn't take a, the exact same class as Mission of God, but in 2012—so what, 11 years ago?
0: Was it Perspectives? Is that what you said? It was Perspectives. Yeah, was,
1: um, And I took a class. I took that, and it was like—I mean, just changed my life forever. So— Mission of God is similar to that. We In the class, it's 10 weeks long, and we start with a biblical basis for mission. We literally go from Genesis to Revelation, do a really, really quick highlight uh, survey of the scriptures to learn what does God say his mission is. And it's really clear from the beginning to the end of the Bible that God is about redeeming people to himself. And he always has been and always will be. And the beauty is he invites us into that work. So, First, we want to learn biblically what is the Lord saying about this, and then we get to go from learning that true story about what God is doing in the world and how He's redeeming people to Himself to then learning what is happening in the world, what's the state of the world, what has been happening in the world, where are we headed, what are the religions of the world, we learn a little bit about that, and then we move into what are some ways that we can be involved in this, and how do you actually take action on it? So our hope is that the class is like super educational and that you're going from like learning and becoming aware of things to then exploring like what, what could be my role in this to then actually taking action and uh, engaging in God's global purpose. So that's a high overview of Mission of God. And uh, I didn't say it, but we bring in speakers every week. We have um, speakers that come in different ones every week. It's not all TVC people. Actually, you'll hear from probably less TVC people than you might think that you would, but we're bringing in experts in the field. So whether they've been on the field for a really long time and they're stateside, they come and talk, or maybe they're experts in mobilization or have been in sending world for a really long time, tons of things just like that, where we, all these people who come in have expert knowledge on whatever class it is that they're teaching for Mission of God that night.
0: So who are some of the speakers that you guys are bringing in?
1: Well, it's different every year, um, and if you guys know Rachel Ellis, she's the one who sets up this class. And starting, uh, you know, months out in advance, she's working with speakers to to get them to come in. One of my favorite teachers is Nathan Allen, and you've probably never heard of him because unless you're like in the subculture of the missions world, you might not know who he is. But he teaches the history of Christianity like so. It's so fun. Like I never thought I would like a history lesson. Yeah. But the way that he comes in and teaches about what the Lord has been doing in history is really really cool. So, mm-hmm. we have him, we have some other some guys are local, some come in uh, from sending organizations that we partner really well with. Like people who like, you know, we have the church that sends and then we partner with organizations to send our goers. One of my other favorite speakers comes in and he just like he's he's given us the biblical basis for mission, but his love for God is so compelling. Mm. And he's lived he lived in the Middle East for like, I don't know, 20 something years. And he just tells you the scriptures in story form. And you just sit and listen to him and you're like, wow. This is I'm so interested and intrigued, and feel an abundant love for the Lord because He's just literally speaking the Scriptures to you. Mm -hmm. So there's just a a wide variety of people. Then you have the one. Then you have some people come in that are like, "This is what we're doing. This is how we've been doing it, and this is why it's great." And practically, this is what
0: it looks like on the ground. This is what we're doing, and they can look in a thousand different ways depending on where you are, the context, and all of those things. But yeah, that's good. I think what I love about this class is um, it's something that's a little bit of like a little bit of a soapbox, but I think like God is on his mission and we are partnering with God in that mission. And I think sometimes in, as we think about the missional world, that sometimes it, it really goes on our shoulders and we're really like, well, like I need to go do this. I need to go do that. I need to go tell everybody about. It's like, if you pause and slow down to your point, this has been happening for thousands of years, like before you existed, God is on his mission. And then he has redeemed his people, a.k.a. you, me, Reagan, everybody that's—well, not everybody that's listening, but you get what I'm saying. And, like, he is redeeming his people and that we get to partner with him in that. So to slow down and actually ask the Holy Spirit, like, what are you wanting to do here? And how do I—how can I be a part of that? And that, again, God is on his mission and that we get to partner with him. And then that we, not just we as an individual, we then get to partner with him. Uh, I just love it. It's so yeah. good.
1: Yeah. And most people think that, like, to be engaged in the God's global purposes, that it's like, okay, I'm either giving every dime I have to that yep. or I'm going myself. I'm moving my whole family overseas. And yeah. I think that, yes, people who are listening to this need to ask, is that what God has called me to? Yeah. But for sure, it's not going to be the majority of people who are listening to this. And there's so many roles that people can play that they just don't know about. Mm. Um, We need people to pray for our goers. We need people to serve them. The resources that are required when our goers come home from the field for home assignment.
0: Yeah, it's
2: substantial. Mm. It's
1: substantial. And most people have no idea. But that is a way to be a part of God's Global Purposes is loving on our, our people when they come back, listening to their stories. And sending them back out again. I mean, it's the opportunities are endless to be a part of God's global purposes. Yeah. And it's not just like me moving overseas. Although if you feel like the Lord's asking you to do that, you should let us know. Yeah. And we would <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: be glad yeah. to talk to you about it. But again, the point is like I'm listening to the whole like I'm asking. Yeah, right. I'm pausing and I'm actually asking. I think most people have probably never asked that question before. Yeah. Um and I think they're called A teams. Is Uh, that what that is? Just give us a little spiel of what an A-team is because you brought that up. So
1: Yeah, and we call it A-team, short for advocacy team. All of our goers, um, maybe not all of them, not 100%, but most of our goers have an A-team. And what that person, what they have an A-team leader, and that person serves to lead the team of people who are helping care for our goers. So they'll talk to our goers pretty regularly as they're on their field. They'll send them care packages. They'll, like, if the goer's like, man, we actually have found that we need some homeschool curriculum. Do you think that you could find that for us? Go buy it, put it in a box, and get it to us. And then there's all the logistics, like I was talking about. Coming back stateside, there's so much that work work that goes into that. Goers go to the field, especially our goers who have lived on the field for a really long time. They obviously get more and more disconnected from the church, not because they desire to be disconnected from the church, but because they've lived overseas for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So the A-team serves as a purpose to be the voice of like, hey, these are our people there. This is what they're doing, like being a voice for them while they're not here, which can help in so many ways. One, just helping the goer full-known by our people, but also raising awareness about the work that they're doing. And uh, a lot of times that's support raising, like, hey, our goers are undefended. Could you help them by supporting them? So, So many roles of an A-team.
2: Yeah, and just to encapsulate, one of the opportunities with Mission of God is that you have an opportunity to recognize and feel connected to the, the thing that the Lord is doing in other spaces just outside of Flower Mound and outside of your bubble. And so whether it's being an, an A-team or whether it's just simply realizing and being encouraged by the fact that God is moving in his purposes all throughout the entire world and yeah. bringing in those resident experts to hear the things that they're doing uh, on the mission field or, or to be encouraged by church history and um, and Christian history and, and how we've gotten to this place. Um, you don't know what the Lord's going to do in your heart or in the hearts of, of those in your group.
1: Yeah, and if you feel disconnected, like, from our goers, like, I don't understand quite how someone could have such a passion for a thing that they've moved their life overseas. That There's a disconnect there if you have if you have no idea what they're experiencing. Mission of God is a great place to say you're interested. Like, I'm, I'm intrigued by it, but I have no idea how someone could get to that place. Mission of God is a great place to get started of, like, learning. And I can— Almost promise. I feel like I can guarantee. Well, I guess I can't interpret how people are gonna respond <laughs> to things. All this, yeah. But uh, if you walk through Mission of God and you're engaged in the class, like you're gonna come out of that with an awareness of like, oh, I can see how it is that families from our church have literally moved their entire life to a different part of the world. Yeah, and want to be a part of what the Lord's doing there. Yeah. So.
0: And it looks like there's some there's it's a six total activities that they're doing and so maybe just give us uh, an example of one of them and then maybe we can move on to the outreach training and get a feel for that.
1: Maybe I'll give you an example of a few of them because the one that I love the most (laughs) may be a little bit scary for some people because uh, we we recently just went uh, Rachel and I the the gal who plans this class we went to local uh, the other religious places within Flower Mound to talk to them about whether or not our church members from our church could come and observe what happens inside their religion and their worldview. So it's not like you're going to a, another place of worship to, you know, be a part of their worship. That's not true at all. Yeah. But we learn so much, and we therefore are better to engage with our neighbors who are Muslim or Hindu or Buddhist when we're actually like, oh, I, I can see— what it is that they're doing, and now I can be more curious about their That's life, right. and it helps me ask better questions, yep. helps me learn them better, and and be a better neighbor. Yep. So in Flower we all have—if uh, you're looking around, you're going to have neighbors that are from other parts of the world. Maybe you've never met them, but they're in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. and they likely don't have the same religion that we do. So my favorite activity in Mission of God is these— site visits, if you will, of going to these other places of worship, learning what these people, learning about what these people are doing. You're not learning it to take it in. yeah. And there's preparation that we do for you guys on the front end and on the back end of that of like praying before and preparing our hearts before we go into another place of worship because we recognize like, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to do that. It's also a really big deal to learn uh, how our neighbors are engaging with the world. They see the world differently than we do. Yeah. And when you're sitting listening to them talk about why they engage the world the way they do, it helps you be really curious about them. Yeah. Therefore, you're able better able to be a, a good neighbor to them. And through that relationship, that's how you begin to be able to share Christ
0: yeah. with them. It's good. So, that's
1: my favorite activity.
0: Well, and and Christy and I came to do that in one of the mosques and we took our kids and yeah. it was fascinating just the conversations that we had after that. And, you know, in my theological stream growing up, there was not really a what I call like a theology of curiosity. You know, it was very much like you think differently than me. So obviously you don't understand or you don't know or and of course, like I'm more so thinking within the Christian tradition. Right. But those outside Mm -hmm. the Christian tradition and and other worldviews, like obviously, yeah, we would disagree on quite a bit. (laughs) But to have a theology of curiosity where it's like, but when I actually sit with you face to face, I'm like, "You're okay." That actually, I understand why you think what you think, and then you're able to build a bridge. I'm like, "And this is this is what I think," and then you're able to build a relationship that's there. Yeah. Um, that's I wasn't exactly planning right. on sharing this, but one of my good friends has his name is uh, so his name is Jonathan, and he over a period of time just developed a relation a relationship with a refugee, and his name is Foad. And over time, like Foad has, I just saw him this past weekend. Fwad has become a part of their family, you know, and he's from Sudan and uh, spent, he's been in America for about 10 years now. And just to see like their brotherhood has just been incredible. And so again, it's like, lift your eyes and see what the Lord is doing. Yeah. Because they're here. They're in your neighborhoods, like you said, like they're here and lift your eyes. And like, it's a sweet opportunity to be able to step into those things.
1: Even when Rachel and I were going to the different religious places in Flower Mound, Louisville area to ask, would you be willing for people from our church to come and listen to you talk about why you believe what you believe? When we went to the Buddhist temple, the hospitality that we received, Rachel and I were like, yeah, we expected that to happen there. We've both spent time in Thailand. We know the hospitality of Buddhist people. But when when we walked in, we were like, yeah. We expected that. They were so thankful yeah, that we sweet. were there. It's was awesome. Like, wow, we really are so glad that there's a church that actually wants to learn about us. Um, so the opportunity for the gospel there is just so—it's wide open. It's like thick. Yeah, yeah cool. it's wide open. So that's, that's a big one. That's my favorite one. It's so eye-opening. And then— you can meet with a goer. We have some of our goers come in, talk about what their life is like, so it helps humanize the people that we have sent out from our church. Um, Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with those two.
0: That's great. I love it. And and it's 10 weeks long, correct? 10 weeks. 10 weeks. Child care is available. Child care is available. Okay. Yes. I love it. That's great. Yep. Um, so as we think about then the other opportunity is, is outreach training. And, and really, the way that these two things kind of work together is that—and you correct me, Reagan, because you're the expert here— but if you want to grow in your worldview of what God's heart is for the world, then Mission of God would be a great place to go do that. Yes. If your group wants to grow more in evangelism training and understanding how to build those relationships, then outreach training would be a better spot for that, correct? Obviously, they work well together. Yes. But yeah, is that accurate?
1: Totally accurate. Okay. We hope they build upon each other. Yes. But you described it right. Mission of God, think I'm learning and I'm learning about worldview. Outreach training- It's in the name. We literally want to train you to be in your neighborhood.
0: And that's outreach training is 12 weeks long. Yes. And it's a hybrid, right? So you have some in class, if you will, learning, Mm -hmm. and then you actually go out for, is it six and six? Yep. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah. So outreach training, you come in, the first week is going to be in class, and we're like giving you an introduction. This is what our goal is the next 12 weeks. We're going to come here the first week. We're going to learn here together. We're going to give you an overview of some of the things that we're going to be learning this semester. We're going to practice them. So outreach training is different. It's a different classroom type setting. You mentioned it. It's hybrid. But even when you're in the classroom, it's a different type of learning than Mission of God or other environments that you might be in here at TVC. You're learning information. Specifically, you're learning how to take conversations and enter into spiritual conversations and share your testimony, share the gospel, all in ways that's like really, it's easy, It's not uh, super confrontational, although some people will be confronted by it when you're sharing the love of God with them. But you're learning these practical things, and then you're practicing them in class with your table. So if you're doing this with a group, you're learning them with your home group at the table. You're sharing these things with one another and and preparing yourself for the next week when we're not in class. We're out in the community practicing the things that we've learned. So our hope in uh, outreach training is not that we would, like, throw tools your way and these things are just tools. They're right. they're helpful things to give you a starting place because we know as believers we want to share the gospel. Most of us are really afraid and we don't know how to get there. So even if we have the the courage, we're like in the moment when we're like okay, yeah, this is the, I think I could probably share the gospel here, we start tripping over our feet because we just get nervous. Yeah. The tools that we give you are like stepping stones to like help you get from one piece of the conversation to the next. So then by the time that you get to the gospel, you're really just talking about the love that you
2: feel for the it's Lord. Like your own story, yeah.
1: You know it. You know the information It's in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. You have everything that you need, but we just get nervous. So, so outreach training gives you stepping stones to take. You're in the class, then you're going out and practicing. You're in the class, you're talking about how it went, and then you're going out into your neighborhood. You're in the class, you're learning some more things. And then you're going out into the neighborhood. The hope is that people would really not just sit and learn, not that they would just sit and learn and practice together with other believers, but they would learn and they would practice and then they would make it actionable to their life with the people that are currently around them in their neighborhood and at their workplace. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Have you seen a, a lot of fruit coming from people doing outreach training that have existing relationships with each other?
1: This is literally from last night. I saw this man who had done these types of environments with us before. And he, um, in our age training, went to a mall. They practiced praying for people. They didn't practice. They prayed for
0: people. Practicing prayer. <laughs> practicing. Practicing. Habit it's like real prayer. prayer. It's not fake prayer.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. They went out and they were praying for people in a mall. And he just developed the habit of doing this. So now he's telling me this literally last night. He's like, every Monday night I go to this mall. And I actually have like kind of like a church there because the people that I've developed a relationship with, they expect me to be there on Monday nights. And we just read the Bible and we talk about what God's doing. And there's nonbelievers there and they're curious and they know that I'm going to be there. So that's a really fun story. He, he learned that habit through outreach training and— for two years, he said, he's going to the mall on Monday awesome. nights and meeting with believers and non-believers <laughs> that he has met in that place. I so, yeah, it.
0: Yeah, you know, outreach training, what I love about outreach training is, to your point, you said you learn about it and then you practice it. You learn about it and then you practice it. And, you know, in the home group ministry, one of the things that we talk about um, is really that you have passive teaching methods and participatory teaching methods. I don't know I'm going to get like a little geeky. It's like learning <laughs> theory. Yeah. But like we don't learn well. By just listening to somebody else, we retain five to 10% of that information. And so then to actually practice it, though, it jumps to 75%. And then to teach somebody else how to do it, it jumps to 90%. And so part of like a home group is not like we don't wanna be yet just another ministry that's there. We just wanna be where the context where that ministry happens with deep work, overtime, in community, that we grow over time. Paul would say that we change from one degree of glory to the next, and that's that's over our lifetime. And so to leverage the relationships of trust that we have and that we're working towards, and then to go do something like this, I just think there's going to be longer lasting fruit and that this gets to be the catalyst for many people in our church. Because most people don't move towards mission. Most people move towards themselves and towards comfort, right? That's just true. That's true for me. And it's true for all of us. And so to have something like this Where you're learning and practicing, learning and practicing, getting those tools and then to be able to go do it together and then debrief afterwards because you have that relationship so that at the end of what uh, – at the end of the 12 weeks – you then actually continue in those relationships and you then build it into your rhythm. And so maybe it's five years from now, but there's still fruit that's happening out of outreach training or mission of God or whatever it might be. And so one of the things that, you know, we kind of talked about that home base idea, but also like seasons of the life of a group. What's not going to happen most likely is every single person in your group going to do this together. That might happen, like that'd be awesome, Mm -hmm. but that's probably not going to happen. But there might be a subset that does go. And then as they have this transformative experience, then you actually get to what we were talking about earlier, teaching others 90%. You actually get to teach others how to do that and then draw them into it. And then maybe for them, they get to a point later where they're like, I really want to go do outreach training. I really want to do Mission of God. I want to learn more about that because it seemed like it really transformed them or whatever it might be. So there's a lot of different ways that I think as a home group leader or home group member, you can think about how to participate in these environments. But there is going to be longer lasting fruit If you have those relationships of trust and accountability, and then move forward in that, yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah. So Reagan, what what is it that you would say to someone that has just always been intimidated to share their faith, or maybe even intimidated to step into one of these classes?
1: You're not the only one. Mm. Most people come to these to outreach training in the same position, and the two pieces of encouragement that I would give you are: it takes just a little bit of courage. So if you have we say like 10 seconds of courage, or maybe sometimes we say 30 seconds of courage. <laughs> if you have a little bit, not even a whole minute of courage, you can get past the things, the fear that's in you that prevents you from not sharing. When you when you feel it in you, prompted by the Spirit, I want to share the love of God with this person, and then you get afraid. If you can, and If you can build up that little bit of courage, then you can do it. So anybody can do that, because we all have the Spirit in us. Beauty of outreach training is that we get to do that together. So you're not going to be the only one who feels that way in the class. Uh, and it's literally the whole class's purpose is to help you c- overcome that. So it takes a little bit of courage and you're not going to just, we're not going to th- just throw you out there and be like, okay, we've trained you in this tool week one. Now you Bye. get out there and do it. No, we're like holding people's hands and like, I'm going to go. And the way that we taught you to ca- to pray for someone, you're going to watch me do it. And then when you're ready, you can do it. And my goal is to help you get to a place of doing that in 12 weeks. So... Don't be afraid.
2: Yeah, the, the the thing that I would want to add to that to as an encouragement to to anyone who's listening to this is the the lord honors every micro step of obedience that we take it's good and and whatever that step may look like it can be truly like intentionally praying for the non-believers that you know and the ones that you interact with and the ones in your spheres of, of of influence but also maybe that next step of obedience is actually going towards something like a mission of God class and and just sitting under the teaching that that we're bringing in here at TVc and and asking the Lord, what do you want me to do with this? And then encouraging other people in your group to say, hey, maybe the Lord is putting people around you and in front of you that you need to think intentionally about how do I share the gospel with them and how do I live a life that actually reflects that?
1: Yeah. One of my favorite things about outreach training that I've seen happen in the last few years is some, some of our people have come in and they're like, I really have a desire to love my neighbors really well. And I'm just unsure how to do that, and I've lived in my neighborhood for too long to, like, have not felt like I've done that well. And so we, like, get to bake cookies and then yeah. just go knock on the doors next door and ask the really simple question. I'm like, hey, I've actually lived here for a while. I'm sorry that I haven't come over sooner, but I would like to pray for you because I believe Jesus has power to answer prayer. Yeah. Is there anything that I can be praying for you and your family? And if you—like, that's it's really simple to do. Also, if you have never done it before, it's really terrifying. So we get to go with you, and somebody who's done that before gets to be with you in that process, and then and then those 10 seconds of courage that felt so hard to overcome initially come really quickly, and then you get to help other people do the same thing.
0: It's good. I love it. Well, obviously, we're talking about mission of God, and we're talking about outreach training, but we're also just talking about way more than that, about what does it mean to be in our community and to be for our neighbors, to be, be a good neighbor. Yeah praying for people, like all those good things that just Christians have done for centuries. And yeah. it's just our turn in our spaces, wherever we find ourselves on the, you know, kids sports team or at work or in the school or whatever it might be. It's, it's just our turn to step into those things and, mm-hmm. again, partner with God and the renewal of all things. Um, anything else that you guys would add before we close things down?
1: Maybe I would just say if you are going to step into these spaces with your group, one, it's a great place to come for as a group. You, have, you already have relationships of trust with the people that you're doing it that you're in home group with. So to come into one of these environments, it's such a sweet place of learning and a sweet place of engaging what the Lord has for you. And to do it together is a lot of fun. Mm. So I just want to encourage you in that. And also just want to put a word out there that, uh, you can't unknow the things that, you know. Mm. And so like me, 11 years ago, when I did a class like mission of God, totally altered the trajectory of my life mm. because I couldn't, I was just new. I was like, I cannot know the stuff. And I hope that that's true for us as a yeah. church. I hope that we will, we walk in these spaces and not just ours, but in all the spaces of our church, but specifically mission of God, outreach training, like believers have been doing this for a century, just like you said, yeah. Justin, <laughs> Like yeah. so now it is our turn and we can't unknow it. We shouldn't. We, it's a joy for us to get to step into what the Lord has for us yeah. and to, to get to do that together with home groups, with your people, and then be active in our communities going forward. So much fun. Yeah. I get really excited
0: thinking about it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, well, we love you guys in sending, as we've already said. Uh, everything you guys do, seen and unseen, this is for you, this is for your whole team. Um, across, upline, downline, every, every which way that you represent uh, in this room with us right now. And So just a mobilizing care for the people here at TBC and then in our community. And so, Reagan, thank you so much for being here, and we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Thanks for having Thank us, again.